702, The World View with Adam Gilchrist. 22 after 8, Adam Gilchrist, a very good morning to you. Let's start with China's actions in Myanmar. What's going on there? Yeah, a little uh, cross-border activity and making a bit of a difference as well. So what's happened is that there have been three Chinese mafia bosses, essentially warlords, who've been running scams and organized scam centers in Myanmar. And uh, they have been recruiting all sorts of people, foreign nationals, into Myanmar to work in these centers, sometimes coercing them rather than just recruiting. And now these guys, Bai Sui Cheng, Wei Chaoran, and Liu Zheng Zhang, have all been, I was going to say extradited, but forcibly removed, I think would be closer to it. What, my, uh, what China did was it sent its own military in a small way to back insurgent armies within Myanmar, unsettling the military junta, the military dictatorship, and thereby essentially forcing the military junta to take China's side, round up these three warlords, hand them over, and then have them carted off on a plane. You see a picture of them actually going to Beijing, flanked by these very stern-looking Chinese guards. I mean, they'll probably never be seen again, frankly. But anyway, they have been caught. They were running these terrible scams that were in particular affecting China, but also probably around the world, fraudulent scamming activity, faulty software that may have extended as far as the US, Europe and Africa. So damaging though was this fraud, that's why China decided to act in this way. So a blow to Myanmar's military dictatorship, they've been kind of undermined, a boost for China, a boost for fraud victims in China and around the world, but also an example of how actually a bit of force makes a difference. And that's a bit depressing somehow, isn't it? That's a real problem uh, for Myanmar, I'm afraid. Uh, these groups um, are heavily involved in the drug trade and the arms trade. Uh, and they've got mm-hmm. uh, a number of them with complex structures and hierarchies. So they're not that easy to dismantle. Perhaps a little bit of force is what was uh, required. Uh, now let's talk about something perhaps more familiar in the old Cold War days. A hard time, yeah. Adam, for a Russian dissident off to a camp in Siberia. You're right. What's happened to Vladimir Karamurza does sort of feel a little bit Alexander Solzhenitsyn, one day in the life of Ivan Denisovich, a bit gulag, a bit 1970s, all that stuff. Anyway, all rolled into one because he is a dissident politician. He's a vocal politician and we know what happens in Russia with them. He'd already been jailed for 25 years for verbally opposing Russia's war in Ukraine. Jailed for 25 years for being anti-government policy. Can you imagine? Uh, yeah. Uh, the, he has dual nationality. So the UK has got involved. The Foreign Secretary, Lord David Cameron, stepped in as well and, and voiced his disapproval of this. He's a joint Russian-British citizen. But Karamurza, as I say, already serving time, but he disappeared from the jail he was in in Siberia. And according to his wife, he's now be- pitched up in a much worse place in solitary confinement because his latest crime, he didn't stand up fast enough when ordered to by a prison guard. Yet yeah, we're right back into one of those 1970s gulag films. His wife, Evgenia, says he's been put in solitary confinement because when he was told to rise, he didn't do it quick enough for the guard and therefore the count was malicious violation off to the salt mines you go. Oh, my word. Yeah, also familiar in some senses, is it not? Talk to me about livestock in limbo. Yeah, this is one of those far-flung side effects of the ongoing Houthi attacks in the Red Sea because a lot of shipping companies have decided the Red Sea is not safe enough because of the missiles and 
the drones that are flying overhead, and therefore they won't be using the Red Sea and the Suez Canal to make that shortcut across the world. Because of those doubts about shipping, fully 10,000 kilometers away, a ship is stuck off Australia. Essentially, the ship, the MV Bahija, had set out and then has turned back with 16,000 sheep and cattle on board. The ship is now returned. But for quarantine reasons, Australia won't let them unload again. So three weeks and counting, 16,000 sheep and cows have nowhere to go, crammed on this boat in extreme heat as well, you know, where, where they are in that part of the world. Uh, the livestock are therefore officially piggies in the middle in all of this. And there are probably others with a similar tale to tell as well. Ah, we'll leave it there for this morning's worldview. Adam Gilchrist.